Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. I am so excited. All parents need to listen to this three-part conversation I'm having with Amy and Jeffrey Ulrich. They wrote the book, The Six Needs of Every Child, Empowering Parents and Kids Through the Science of Connection. And this three-part conversation is incredible. We are talking about attachment. We are talking about delighting in our children. How can we have boundaries? How can we fight these bedtime battles? Just listen in, friends. It's so good. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Amy and Jeffrey. Oh, we're so happy to be here, Stephanie. Yes, thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for being here. I'm super excited, everyone, to bring you this couple who is um, just such a powerhouse. Like this book is incredible. And I was telling you before we recorded that it's really been helping me in my motherhood. So um, I know that all of you lovely listeners are definitely going to want to check this book out. And it's called The Six Needs of Every Child empowering parents and kids through the science of connection. And Amy and Jeffrey Ulrich, um, this book is just incredible, and I can't wait for people to hear from you today. So if you could just start by introducing yourselves, sharing a little bit about yourselves and your family, that would be awesome. Absolutely. And thanks so much for your generosity and um, suggesting that the book would be really helpful for folks. And we do hope it is. Um, I've been um, working in uh, field of psychology, child development uh, for 20 years, probably uh, going on. And uh, that all started for me, even just as a growing up, I was the oldest uh, in my sibling group and cousin group. I always took care of kids. I just love kids. And so uh, when I went away to college, I just wanted to understand children better and human development. And that got me uh, uh, in the field of attachment. I uh, studied at the University of Miami and then at the University of Virginia. Uh, and what I discovered there, um, I just felt was so powerful. But um, yeah, that information is hard to get into sort of the public consciousness. Uh, and so once Amy and I started a family, uh, something welled up in me, a real uh, desire to get this information out to people and especially people of faith, because all this information really aligns with what we know about the gospel and God's love. So, And Jeffrey and I met when he was in graduate school and I was an undergrad. And so as he was getting his PhD at UVA, I was kind of, I felt like I've been studying along with him and we've been married now for almost 22 years. And um, it's just been a real journey. First, just um, as a couple kind of learning and figuring out how we want to do life together. And then as we became parents, we now have three kids who are 16, 14, and nine. And um, they are just so wonderful. And it's been so interesting to take all the, the insight that Jeffrey has gathered from studying and working with families and kids over the last 20 years and just see how it really, really helps us to connect with our kids. It's not that we found parenting to be easy mm. <laughs> by any means. I mean, I think that one of the reasons I'm just so excited to talk with you today is because I just, if there's anything that we can do with this book, it's to communicate that we know that it's hard. Mm. And that's just because that's life, that's how it goes. But that these tools that we've been able to, um, to learn together and then put together in this book, we really think can help people. And we hope the way that they've helped us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
like I said, I really mean it that this book has been helpful to me. And Mm -hmm. that's why I'm just excited to have you here because I feel like so often people come at it from a feeling of being the expert and um, teaching, which, which is great. Yes. But I feel like you all are unique in that it just really comes across that, you know, you're in it with us. Like we're all in it together. It's hard for you too. We're we're all doing it. And, and it's challenging whether you have the tools or not, but the Mm -hmm. tools um, make it more manageable and, Mm -hmm. and allow that connection that we all desperately want with our children. I mean, I think before you have kids, you dream of all these fantasies of how family life is going to look and you idealize it. And, and I think those dreams at the root of it is you really want that closeness, that connection with your family. Mm -hmm. And, and that's why I just really connected with this book a lot because your focus is connection and you do bring in the gospel and what God says about us, which I think is just a beautiful reminder. Um, And today we're going to be talking about how we can delight in our children while Mm -hmm. also maintaining boundaries. So that is the trickiest balance, I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just in terms of those are two of the needs. Um, Could you explain just the six needs and and then really dive deeper into this idea of delight to begin with, because mm-hmm. I think it's so fascinating. And it's like I said, it's been really helpful for me just to remember that God delights in me. And then I have an mm-hmm. opportunity and I'm called to delight in my children. Yeah, um, I'd love to. And, I, and I'll, I'll try and do the shortened version um, to frame our conversation as we dive into delight and uh, and boundaries. But you know, the, I think the essential starting point is um, we are m- being made in God's image uh, and God being relational, like the essence of, uh, of God being relational in the Trinity. And, and we are made that way as well. Like we are, from a scientific standpoint, we are formed relationally. Um, and so attachment is really about this uh, invisible bond uh, that happens between a child and a caregiver that forms their development um, at the most practical level, just in terms of survival, because, you know, it takes a long time for uh, little human beings to become self-sufficient. Um, but uh, even beyond that, uh, to be able to thrive as we were designed for. Uh, the, the most helpful way to, to frame or think about attachment uh, is it having two components or kind of like two movements um, and the needs are nested in those. So I'll, I'll briefly say what those two movements are, but the first is this going out movement. Um, so our children um, move away from us uh, to discover and explore uh, the world uh, and find out what their gifts are and how they bring those gifts to the world and um, can be creators themselves also made an image of God um, and then there's this second movement that's the movement back toward us. Uh, and that movement happens when the world gets tough and hard and frustrating and scary. Um, and we are designed to retreat to this refuge. Um, and you see this image reflected as well uh, in scripture in terms of God and his relationship with us. We have those same two movements as well with God. Uh, within those 
two movements are the six needs. And so the six needs are three on the moving outside, uh, delight, support, and boundaries. And then there are three more needs on the coming back in uh, and seeking refuge. And those are protection, comfort, and equipping. And we, we love that we're going to talk about delight and boundaries today because they're both um, in that moving out movement. We need both um, the sense that our parents see us for who we are and just love us for who we are. Um, and delight when things are going well is often something that um, you can't even help yourself from expressing. It is you see your kid and even if your kid is, um, the example we like to use is, uh, the kid has gotten into the flower in the kitchen. You walk into the kitchen, there's flour everywhere. It's a total mess. And yet they look so adorable sitting there. It's like, you know that you have a huge, you know, you have an hour of cleanup in front of you and you can't help but laugh because they're just so cute, right? Like that's delight. Mm -hmm. It's that like this, is, like, this is a disaster. And yet I see you and I, I love you in the middle of it, right? And it's this, um, mm -hmm. as Jeffrey attachment through the years, it's like often delight is expressed in, in our eyes and in like a little upturn of our mouth. Um, and when things are hard, I mean, well, the great thing about knowing all the needs is understanding that delight is kind of the wind under our children's sails. It gives them the freedom to keep going and keep exploring their world, which is we all of us humans need. And so when things are hard, as they are for so many of us so much of the time, um, we can actually create moments of delight and we can remember to smile at them and we can remember to see them when they walk into the room. So it's, it's the both and um, with that. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah, I just really think that focusing on delight, especially right now, being mm -hmm. home all the time, being around each other, it's just so easy to just sort of tune out um, right. the kids. I think especially when you have little ones and you kind of just want to get them busy and you just want a minute to yourself right. and all of that is totally valid. But I think something that I, ever since I read that chapter on delight, something that I've been working on because I know I'm not great at it, um, is just that look. I think, yeah. you know, that acknowledgement of, I see you, I think that is so powerful. And isn't that what we all want? <laughs> you know, we all want right. that adults too. Um, so yeah, I think that's so helpful. One of the most freeing things for me about all of this is just, I mean, you're in it right now with your little kids. And when we have little kids, especially though it's with teenagers too, I mean, you're just in it. And it's so good to know that you don't have to be living in a constant state of delight. <laughs> I went through, I remember with one of my kids in particular, we went through a really, really hard time together, but I discovered that if I could go into his room and wake him up in the morning, it could be this really, really sweet time together. So we found this five or 10 minute window of delight every day. And it really started over time to change our relationship. So it's like knowing to look for that, especially like you're saying, especially when it's hard to look for those moments. So you, you mentioned it, Stephanie, and um, I think it, it's worth uh, nailing down what, what we mean by delight um, or what that means in a sort of technical sense, if you will, uh, uh, both scripturally and from the science side of it. So when we talk about delight, I want to make sure uh, listeners understand uh, what's going on there. And that is, um, as you mentioned, starts with being seen uh, and affirmed um, apart from works. So um, 
you know, this idea that we can be happy with our children or pleased with our children because they've done something uh, for us or that um, we're proud of essentially um, can feel like, oh, is that delight? Uh, and it's different. Um, that would be more like pride. Like, I'm really proud of that. That's really awesome. And that's not a bad thing um, for sure. But delight is this thing that happens before you've done anything for me. And sort of the penultimate, I think, in my own life, delight moment, the sort of reference point is just when my, uh, each when my three of my boys were born. It's that moment of like, uh, that. it's really wrapped in wonder. It's like, oh, here you are. Hmm. This is you. You are your own person. And I get to participate in discovering who that is. That's that's the essence of delight. And when I was studying these things, the University of Virginia, and at the same time, and I came to faith uh, kind of later in life in between undergrad and graduate school. So at the same time, I was really diving into scripture and trying to um, look at scripture through an attachment lens. Um, I had never heard a sermon on this, but it struck me uh, in the story of Jesus that at the beginning of his ministry, I'm sure your listeners will be familiar, when he's baptized, um, God declares as he comes out of the water, this is my beloved son in whom I delight or take joy in. Um, and it occurred to me that declaration over the perfect son happens before his ministry, before he obeyed the father, which we, we focus on um, when we think about the life of Christ. Um, and that felt really significant to me that, that God is declaring in this story, his delight precedes even the work of his own son. And I think that's what we're looking to pay attention to within ourselves. So good. Yeah. I, you know, in your book, I just, um, there was a few things I underlined and I love that you, you just described delight so perfectly there. Obviously you wrote a book about it, but, um, this line, I just want to highlight, um, we feel and show delight in our kids because of who they are. And, um, and just another line, I see you and I love who I see. So it's mm. about the who, not the what you did, what yeah. you didn't do, but the who. I, and I yeah. think that's so powerful. And the reality is, is everyday life is really, um, uh, can be um, like the flow of life is about the doing, right? It's getting mm -hmm. through the day, getting from breakfast to, to lunch and lunch to dinner and survive it all. Um, and that's just, that's reality, that's human life. Um, and it it takes, uh, either it catches you by surprise, these moments like Amy's story, that, you know, the kid in the flower, it just it just knocks through the doing and just hits you. Um, but the flip side is to be intentional to say, um, stop the doing, what are we not accomplishing here? <laughs> and just have a moment where, uh, I, 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 I'm mindful of the presence of your being mm -hmm. and what a gift that is mm -hmm. to me. Yeah, that's good. And, and I also like, um, you know, attending to your child without distraction, 
And how hard is that right now being home <laughs> all together constantly? Right? That is my daily struggle yeah. to yeah. be, not just be there. And, and I'm a stay at home mom full time. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm always experiencing this being with the kids constantly, um, mm-hmm. not getting as many breaks as I'd like or need. Um, but you know, just the, without distraction. I I love that you highlighted that because I have done a few no screen challenges or no social media, less phone time, um, because us moms need it so badly. And, and right now I think it's just so easy to turn to our phone, to distract ourselves, to deal with, um, the gravity of the situation right now. Um, and it's harder to then be present with our kids. So, you know, I'm curious how you all do that and how you did it when your kids were little and, and just Mm. maybe if you have just a few ideas, I know that you don't go into it, um, super deeply in the book, but I'm just curious because I know a lot of us parents struggle with that so much with this age of technology and, um, maybe there's just some insight you could share with, um, you know, me and our listeners, um, that, just to just empower us parents to to take that time to be more present and put away the the distraction as hard as it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I certainly would say even preceding um, some thoughts about the how to, um, which I know Amy will have really good thoughts on. But um, you know, our children are sixteen, fourteen, and and nine now, and I think one of the advantages of of uh, being a little further down the road is realizing, you know, uh, it doesn't take a lot of those moments necessarily, um, mm-hmm. and we we really wanted to be careful in writing the book to not um, place an added burden on parents to feel like they should feel guilty if they're not delighting all the time in their children because frankly it's just not possible. <laughs> um, <laughs> But that just, you know, snatches of it and just opening one's mind and heart to the possibility and even being intentional to create those spaces um, really goes a long way. And the long marathon of a, of a relationship over the years, I think we've really seen the fruit of it because we've certainly spent weeks, months and years feeling like we were just uh, a mess and not delighting very much at all. But enough in there that that holds us through mm-hmm. so uh, I just want to say that because it's it's not something you need to be doing all day all all uh, all right. along for your kids and for you to benefit and I was I was thinking about when you were sharing you know you, the thought the what we imagine parenting to be versus what it actually <laughs> ends up being which is one mm-hmm. like so much you expected and so much different and so much harder I just think about I was chuckling to myself when you said that because I'm thinking about how we've sat around in rooms with our friends and we'll just watch our kids we'll say this is just what we expected right it's exactly like what we thought was gonna happen because it's so different but I think exactly what Jeffrey is saying is is the truth which is that we just catch um we catch snatches of time with them we do we do try to be intentional but um when things are hard, if you can go back to just noticing them in particular, just saying, look at you, like, look how big you're getting, look at your eyes, look at, um, 
you know, look at how you jumped, you know, look at how you jumped like that. You're so funny. Things that can kind of pull both of you back to reminding yourself of who this person is in front of you. And I. That's it for part one. Listen to part two.